You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys, and welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 105. I am Labor Hills Rishan, a.k.a. a.k.a. Roro on Twitter, and I am joined by the man who would make Master Chief Collection Game of the Year every year if he could, <laughs> Daniel Prindle. Yes! And, last but not least, Alex Chan's arrival for Steph's heart in marriage, <laughs> Christian Masters. <laughs> Dude, funny you say that. It's been a week and a half, and I'm still thinking about Steph. So. Of course you are. Yeah, mm, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching us live and participating in the live chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search up Podcast PXN, and you will find us as well on Switch.tv slash Podcast PXN. The topic of the show this week is Nintendo Direct tomorrow and our predictions for said Direct. But before we get into the topic of the show, we always start off the show with the PXN News of the Week. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. So I saw this news story a little bit earlier this week, and then it was a little updated even more uh, yesterday. And I thought, oh, maybe it's going to get easier for streamers to possibly stream music while playing games or drawing or whatever they like to do. But instead, Twitch went the opposite route and maybe the more predictable route and making it even harder for streamers to play their music on their platform. I'm reading from uh, GameSpot. Twitch offers music publishers tools to detect song usage. The new deal will provide music publishers with tools to detect usage of their copywritten music on the platform. Twitch has struck a deal with the National Music Publishers Association after months of animosity between the music industry and Amazon-owned streaming giant. As reported by Variety, the arrangement is not uh, a full-on licensing agreement, but instead it looks to be uh, the basis for a partnership between Twitch and music publishers. The announcement states that Twitch has created a new process that participating music rights holders can opt into uh, report certain users of uh, their music to address when creators inadvertently or incidentally use music in their streams. Uh, so a lot of Twitch streamers have dealt with DMCA takedowns uh, in the past with their new uh, systems that are in place to detect the music, uh, whether it be your VODs are completely removed or your channel just disappears after <laughs> after you stream. Uh, so a lot of a little bit more wary of what music they're playing. And there are a lot of great options out there, especially a lot of video game OSTs and Bungie themselves have said, you can stream our music, we don't care, go ahead. Uh, so there's definitely those options, but I know a lot of people would like to listen to Ariana Grande, myself, and I'm that person. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about Twitch kind of cracking down on this, uh, the music uh, industry? Well, not cracking down, but kind of helping <laughs> helping them out. Um, yeah, what do you guys think about this, Christian? What do you what do you think? I know you stream. Yeah, I mean it. It's cool. I, I like the idea that uh, there are ways to kind of rectify that issue before, like just like an automatic ban or the video is taken down. I think that's a a a great step in in the right direction. I mean, it like, feels like that's what we'd say about Twitch, like every time we talk about them. It's that it's only a step in the right direction. This feels that way. Um, I know they were in talks for a long time with trying to like, deal with stuff like this. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see how people are going to take this like the, the harder way to, to stream music. I know there are ways to like go around. Like you just mentioned streaming Ariana Grande. Like Supposedly, you can stream actual music as long as it's low enough and the game volume is higher. Twitch won't detect it. So there are like, a ways around it. But 
I mean, I would love to see more like partnered stuff or, you know, other like licenses that you can like put out by different places where you can actually play the music and, and let it be on stream without, you know, Twitch cracking down on you. But I, I don't, I, I just legit don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy because like when Twitch first started, like you could literally play whatever you wanted on your streams. Like they, they didn't detect anything back then. And then like, I remember like the first few people that started getting like uh, hits on their channel and like the DMCA stuff that most recently has blown up quite a bit. And it's insane how it's insane how Twitch has put in all of this investment in detecting uh, when there's music being played that is going against the copyright but they can't detect racism or f- bigotry or like terrible things happening in chat. How does that make even <laughs> any sense at all? Like I feel like words are e- easier to like pick out or depict than sounds. sounds. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's insane to me that they've invested in that. And I, I get it, I guess from the legality uh, perspective, because they have to, you know, protect their, their, um, I guess their company, because if they start allowing people to do that, they're going to have, you know, music labels and all these companies suing them. But yeah, my God, like at least use some of your resources towards that, because that is a big problem still. But yeah, like like you said, Christian, I think this is hopefully a good thing for for um, streamers that maybe this will help not get like instantly banned or like some of the crazy stories that I've read about from streamers who have basically lost their channel because they, you know, they had a song play that they didn't realize was playing in the background or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, I hope it leads to like partnerships with streamers and stuff like that. Being able to, I just be a little bit more free with what they are playing and and stuff like that. It's, I just don't want people to lose their channels because yeah. of the. Uh, stuff like that that's that's always a sucky thing so yeah like both of you said i hope it leads to a good good uh, environment on twitch but moving on to the next story a uh, unlikely partnership until uh, we saw this story quantic dream is possibly working on a star wars game quantic dreamed the developer behind heavy rain and detroit become humor is rumored to be what did i say detroit become humor is that <laughs> I just yeah, yeah detroit become human is rumored to be making a Star Wars game. The rumor has surfaced uh, courtesy French YouTuber uh, Gautos. Gautos? Am I? Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> Who reports that the studio has signed on with Disney. The following, uh, This follows the company's shift to multi-platform after a long history of working exclusively with Sony. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be... Interesting. I, there is also uh, some more rumors saying that this is going to kind of steer away from their choice-driven narrative sort of uh, backlog or uh, reputation that they've uh, made from themselves with Heavy Rain and, and Detroit Become Human, and this may steer towards more of a action open-world sort of game, which is definitely new for Quantic Dream. Um, but I just can't imagine what that would look like because of, like I just said, all the games that they made before. Uh, but Daniel, what did you think about this uh, partnership, Quantic Dream making a Star Wars game? Does that excite you? Is that something that you're a little bit weary of? Yeah, 
it's interesting, right? Because like you, like you said, they have a long history with you know very deep storytelling um, in basically being like a, a playable movie. Essentially, it's it's something that you're kind of driving yourself through the story, but there's not really a whole lot of gameplay mechanics necessarily in their games. So it is interesting that they're looking, I guess, to do an action adventure type game with this. I hope that they try to make it still their own and not try to like um you know copy off the success of star wars jedi fallen order for instance because like they might pigeonhole themselves into being compared to that game where you know if they made something that is uh, traditional um to their previous games they would make something more original uh that would stand out more i feel like next to something like star wars jedi fallen order so i I really, I really just hope it's something original. I just want to see something that um, isn't like the other Star Wars games that we have out there right now. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Dan. I didn't even think about that because I, I do. I would love to see more original stories in Star Wars, and like if it's a different format, like I think that's more exciting than just another third-person, like linear action game. Because we we've seen those before. We know what those look like, even if they are cool and we love them. Like I, I love Fallen Order as well uh as far as quantic dream making a star wars game i really hope it's not true don't get me wrong like i enjoyed heavy rain uh i enjoyed a lot of parts of detroit become humor as as Rose yeah. said. I, don't, I don't know why i just clowned on you just now i'm sorry <laughs> but like dude <laughs> david cage is like an asshole yeah. like he leading a company with like countless like allegations of misconduct in that workplace that are still ongoing sort of resolved but like they didn't actually resolve those issues in the workplace is writing people of color without like actually having voices uh, on that team concerning people of color and just like very shallow ideas expressed in like in their previous games like it, it's i don't want to call it like bad outright because it isn't right but it, it is like concerning so i don't know i'm like very cautiously optimistic about what this project could look like i just i mean i hope we just get like more voices more unique voices other than just like david cage overpowering those said voices in in the star wars space if that makes yeah. sense definitely yeah i hear both of your takes i i, I agree with most of, actually both of your takes completely um yeah i i don't know if i want to see an open worlds game from them and as as much as i am mixed on their previous games i do like narrative choice driven sort of games and the more that i listen to daniel's uh, opinion on is like yeah maybe they should just stick to that i think that would be actually really interesting and it does and it would be original for a star wars game to just have like a, a telltale like story just make your decisions and stuff like that would be interesting but i also hear what your christian's saying like there's some issues that need to be resolved uh, there before uh, we start getting excited from a game from these guys. So, yeah, definitely here, both of you. Uh, but moving on to the next story, maybe something that we should be getting excited about. Definitely uh, maybe something that uh, Daniel is excited about. <laughs> but Halo co-creator teases new project, says it will be divisive, though. Uh, Marcus uh, Leto? Am I saying that right? Leto? Marcus Leto, Leto. yep. Leto, okay. <laughs> the co-creator of the Halo universe and the original designer of Master Chief has teased a major career update. Uh, Leto uh, said on Twitter that he is in the process of making some pretty big decisions about his career, and not everyone will be will support what he's doing. Some of you will support it, some will not. I just ask that you all join me on this next 
on, <laughs> on this next leg of the journey, Leto Rogue, uh, it's going to be big. Um, so as you may or may not know, he did start a, a, a company or a studio called V1 Interactive, and he did get a game off the ground called Disintegration. Unfortunately, it didn't go super well, and the studio ended up uh, closing, but Leto, uh, to his, like, to, his, to praise him, he did a great job of like taking care of the employees that worked uh, for him and made sure they were taken care of and tried his best to like find jobs for those people who were who became jobless after that. So in my books, he's a cool guy. Um, but Daniel, I know you're the Halo guy, so please, are, are you excited about about uh, a project from from Leto? Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited about this just to see like what what team he's going to join because uh yeah, he's a really great 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 dude. He's one of the few people, one of the few like individual developers that I actually follow on Twitter. Um and yeah, I'm just excited to see what he does. He's been teasing all of this stuff like with uh Halo that he's been doing on his Twitter. He's uh redid the Master Chief model, uh the Warthog and the original Halo C uh, ring to scale um, in Unreal Engine, I think. And uh, he completely rebuilt all of that from Halo 1, which is just insane to see like how good that looks now. And people are like clamoring for him to like uh, join 343 and do like a spin-off story or something like uh, other than Infinite, which I thought sounded pretty cool if that would have happened. Um, or even... He even uh, threw out the other day, actually, on Twitter, and this got people like, oh, my God, please. Uh, he, he threw out that uh, he should do like a he would love to do a Halo CE remake, not just a remaster like Combat Evolved Anniversary was, but like retell that story in a brand new way, like Resident Evil 2 remake and all um, of that kind of stuff. You mean you mean make it good? christian I'm, just, I'm kidding i'm kidding uh no but yeah i think the the uh the root of the story here is is uh he's saying that it will be divisive uh where what he's gonna yeah. be doing um which that to me sounds like it's gonna be something playstation related that's my guess that he's gonna join a playstation developer that's just my guess because I don't know why else he would he would say like it would be divisive like some people may be excited some may not be, um, so yeah. But I'd be totally cool with that and down with that. I'd love to see him uh, working with some PlayStation IP and join a a really cool team on PlayStation. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what what's gonna happen. Christian, are, are you gonna speculate? Yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing. Uh, well, not not the PlayStation thing. I didn't even think about that until you said it. But yeah, when you said that this is kind of more, like the tweet, you know, some of you will support it, some of you will not. That totally reads to me as I'm I'm not returning to like um, 343 or, or right. I guess returning to the Halo series. I, I mean, in my opinion, who knows, right? Which some, he, no, he you are back. You are correct about that because he someone tweeted at him like, "Are you joining 343? And he explicitly said, "No, this isn't related okay. to Halo." Yeah, but I will say like, just hearing you talk about him is putting him on my radar. So like, I'm very like, I would love for Dan just to keep me updated on, <laughs> on where he goes. I'm sure this story will come back come back later next week or, or later than that. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, I'm the the uh unreal stuff sounds cool like the just him i guess sounding like it's just doing passion projects of remaking that stuff in yeah. unreal engine yeah. so sounds like a very cool guy very talented individual so I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever wherever he lands or if he starts something else up i'm yeah looking curious looking forward 
Yeah, definitely a cool story. And yeah, I want to I want to keep my keep, keep myself updated on what he's going to do next. Um, but I and you all know that I'm not the hugest Halo fan, but Daniel saying just the idea of like a Halo, not not even from this guy, but just like in general, another Halo CE remake, like how Resident Evil was remade sounds awesome. Like that would be mm-hmm. so cool, like modern day. Not that the Halos, they are making Halos right now, but it would just be so cool to see that first story like play now. So, yeah, I would love that. I'd um, play it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Sign them up. Uh, <laughs> 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 Moving on to the next story, a little bit of TV news. Neil Druckmann seemingly to direct episodes of The Last of Us HBO series. Neil Druckmann, the writer and creative director behind The Last of Us, will seemingly direct at least one portion, at least a portion of the upcoming HBO TV series based on the game. An updated production uh, list on the Directors Guild of Canada lists Druckmann as one of five directors for the show's first season. Listed alongside Druckmann as directors for the series are co-writer and showrunner Craig Mazin, as well as uh, Jasmila Zbanek and Peter Hoare. I'm having such a bad time with names today. With names? (laughs) Yeah, so bad. Uh, they are joined by Katemir Balagov, who recently wrapped up directorial duties on a show's on the show's pilot episode. Um, I am so excited for this HBO series for The Last of Us. I love The Last of Us. Uh, I'm so happy that they're working with uh, multiple people who had their hands uh, on the game, which excites me even more that they have like people who really know the characters, really know uh, the story working on the TV series. It just inspires more confidence in me that the show is going to be pretty pretty good at least. Uh, Christian, how does it? How do you? Are you excited for the Last of Us uh, TV show? And how does Druckmann directing episodes make you feel? I'm glad you asked, Ro. I'm glad the, I asked. The, the the real story here is actually in between the lines of oh, the article, like and it's specifically with uh, Neil appearing on the list of the Directors Guild of Canada, which, if you are unfamiliar, is in fact a union. And if you remember to last week or two weeks ago. We were talking about Naughty Dog uh, co-presidents, Evan Wells and, and Neil Druckmann, who I respect. I love them as creators. As, as bosses, not so much, because they are very much anti-union in, in the video game space. But all of a sudden, when he's, he's moving on to this film project, <laughs> he's very much pro-union when he's a worker. So, yeah, yeah. who what gives, Neil? It, it's very, yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure. Um, hopefully. It, this is the way I interpreted it. Interpreted it is like hopefully, like, ah, he'll he'll realize how great unions are, or how yeah. they how changes great they can the be, and, and yeah. changes yeah come later. Um, but on, on a fan level, and like a like someone who wants to c- consume the Last of Us TV show content, I think having Neil as a co-director for one of or however they do these episodes is like fantastic i think it's going to lead to like a very high quality product that i can't wait to to experience in a, in a new format yeah uh i i echo those sentiments uh neil neil's still a little bit on my uh on my list because of what he did to a certain character in the last of us part two but we won't discuss that here uh, and I still haven't played The Last of Us 2 because I got that spoiled for me. And then I was like, I don't even want Aww, to play the game. That's a bummer. Well, it's a good game, though. It was yeah. sort of purposely spoiled for me by a friend of mine because he's like, man, you're going to be so pissed. You're not even going to want to play the game. I'm like, all right, just tell me what happens. And he told me. And I was and like, you're right. I don't want to play the game now. 
even though in hindsight I should I shouldn't have done that. I should have just played it and formed my own opinion. I still haven't played it. I need to play it. I love The Last of Us, the first one. Um, but yes. Uh, anyways, Neil Druckmann being involved with this is probably a good thing. Uh, obviously, he has a deep knowledge of these characters, like you said, Christian. So yeah, I, this can only mean good things. I think. Definitely. And you should play The Last of Us <laughs> I Part should. 2. I yes. should. Part 2, yeah. <laughs> good, game. Good, good game. Did you like RDR 2? Yes. yes. There's a lot of thematic similarities between the two, so. I can see that. Another one of my, another one of my favorite games, RDR 2. So good. It was amazing. Uh, but moving on to our next story, I'm reading from IGN, uh, PD Oten. Oneto. I should just stop reading names from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> Executive in charge of Overwatch 2 leaves Blizzard. Another high-profile member of Activision Blizzard leaves the company. Um, so I didn't insert this story here, but there was another person who left, I believe, uh, the chief of something. I, I should I should check it out once I'm done reading this. But somebody else did also leave, but someone... The one that we're reading about is the executive on Overwatch 2. Overwatch executive producer Chaco Sani is leaving Blizzard Entertainment on Friday, according to an Activision spokesperson talking to Blues, uh, to Bloomberg. A Blizzard spokesperson confirmed to Bloomberg that Chaco, uh, who oversees the whole Overwatch franchise and developed uh, and development for the sequel, will leave the company. Uh, quote: Blizzard has been an absolute privilege. Has been an absolute privilege and one of the best experiences of my career. Uh, end quote, Sony said in an email to staff, according to Bloomberg. Blizzard also says that Overwatch 2 is nearing the end of production at the time of Sony's uh, exit. An update on Overwatch 2 will be provided later this month, and the timeline on it may have shifted concerning Overwatch 2 was reportedly still years out from launch. Um, so, of course, Blizzard would say something like that, like, of course, Overwatch 2 is, is, is in good hands, don't worry. She's not leaving at a bad time. We're good. Uh, but what do you guys think? Do you think this is uh, just her leaving because it is really over? Do you think it's because of the climate that's happening at Blizzard? Uh, Christian, what do you think about this departure? And maybe even the the other one that I didn't didn't insert here. My off the off the cuff, my immediate thought was that it's probably like some kind of issue with development. I don't think it's related to any of the like ongoing allegations of. Uh, like misconduct or any kind of like workplace issue. Although, I mean, who knows? It, it very well could be. Um, somehow, somehow, I doubt it. I, I don't know. This, this this seems unrelated. I think, especially when it's like, I think if it were to be that reason, I think that might have been in like implied somewhere, or they they would have been reported. So, I don't know if you guys are with me on that front. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see if like this is any cause for concern for Overwatch Two or how the um how the fan base feels about this. Cause I know they were kind of lukewarm on overwatch two in general, especially with some of the changes being um, made with, in terms of like team balancing, like going from five to four players or whatever it was. So I don't know him, like them, him leaving uh, Sonny leaving the overwatch team. Uh, I would love to hear like fan reception, which I'm going to go on Twitter now and see, see how they're feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you, Christian. I'm I'm not sure one way or the other whether this uh, is related to um, everything that's happened. As far as like 
you know, Activision Blizzard as a company, uh, all those allegations came out and Blizzard made some changes. Um, so I feel like, you know, if there's one side of Activision, we've talked about this many times the last few weeks, but if there's one side of Activision Blizzard that's actually made an attempt at making changes, it's Blizzard. Activision has yet to make some big changes and that's coming off the back of this week also uh, finding out that uh, the, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission yeah. launched the yeah. investigation into Activision Blizzard and uh, CEO Bobby Kotick and other executives have also been subpoenaed for that as well. Bobby Kotick, in my opinion, is the biggest cancer there possibly is out there. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Just, Activision in general does not sit well with me anymore. Reading, reading a lot of tweets now, and people are saying, "Man, Overwatch Two is gonna suck, isn't it?" <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, yeah they're, I, they're sick. Yeah, jeez. And I, and as as we talked about earlier this year, I I don't plan to support it, but it does suck that that's where it seems to be going. Not only did this the sunny gentleman leave, but uh, what's his name, Jeff? I think. Uh, mm, yeah. Yeah, he, he's like he's the. Jeff, yeah, he was the face of Overwatch, mm-hmm. the first one, the guy that everybody uh, saw as as the face, like the community guy, and he left. So, and I'm and I'm sure he said something similar where Overwatch is in good hands, and I'm sh- maybe it is, but just from a fan and outside uh, person looking in, it doesn't look super good. Um, but yeah, and the person, the other person that left uh, was the chief legal officer, uh, Claire Hart. So mm. yeah, there's there's that also. Uh, I don't blame them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to the next story. Apple effectively bans Fortnite from the App Store for five years. I'm reading from IGN. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney revealed that Apple has rejected the company's request to reinstate Epic develop- Epic's developer account, effectively banning Fortnite from returning to the App Store following the legal battle between Epic and Apple. Sweeney revealed on social media... Uh, this morning, a letter sent to him by Apple rejecting Epic's request to have its developer program account reinstated. An Apple developer account, an Apple developer account, is required to develop and deliver apps on iOS. Furthermore, Apple says it will not consider requests to reinstate Epic's account until, on quote until the district court's judgment becomes final and non-appealable. Unquote, which Sweeney says could be as long as five years. Um, so yeah, we we've read and talked about the Apple versus Epic uh, case for a while now. It feels like it's been going on for a while now, uh, where Epic uh, did intentionally break some rules on Apple Store, and and as a lot of us have said, it's it's kind of shady rules to in the first place, but they did break them. Um, but yeah, this resulted in Epic having to pay some money, Apple having to pay some money, but it seems like Epic is losing more than we thought. Uh, Daniel, what did you think about Epic being completely banned from the the App Store? Yeah, uh, it is interesting. Like you said, Ro, uh, Epic definitely knowingly violated the terms of service with Apple. And um, I think they did it in thinking that Man, we could make a big like movement here. You know, we we do this. We're the biggest app on the App Store probably at the time. Uh, like if we make this change and we force uh, Apple's hand to change their policy, 
didn't go that way, way for them. Uh, and they've actually, uh, I think they won like a couple of things in that uh, lawsuit with Apple, but Apple kind of, you know, still won the majority of that decision, I think. And Epic ended up having to pay millions of dollars back to them for uh, sales in, in Fortnite um, that occurred when they did that whole payment portal thing. But it is interesting, though, because out of that whole uh, that whole thing that happened, the court ordered that Apple needs to um, allow outside payments options outside of the App Store in order to allow people to buy things. So I think what Epic is saying here is, hey, we want to actually adhere to the new policy and we want to come back to the App Store. But Apple's just like, nah, sorry, you broke our rules and we're in Very litigation. Petty. Yeah, so they're they're gonna make them wait, I guess. Which yeah, that's kind of shitty. And I think most, not to go on about this, but most importantly, in my eyes, are that um, the Unreal Engine is suffering the most from this because there's a lot of app developers that use Unreal Engine. Like Unreal Engine is the most versatile, besides maybe Unity, uh, game engine out there. So like. Without Epic having a App Store um, development tool set, they can't develop Unreal Engine for it. So what did developers do at that point? Wow, that is something I hadn't even <laughs> considered yeah. or, even, or even knew about. That's that's insane. Yeah. I, mean, I guess I can only speak to your earlier points. That That's probably the only good thing that came out of this is that uh, you know the court deciding that Apple does need to integrate other forms of payment on their platform. I think that's probably the only win that us as consumers have seen from that uh apple or epic getting banned for five years like that seems insane to me I, I, how long has this court been going on this case been, it's been like a year if i remember right yeah I think is that so. true yeah i think it's about a year I, that's sure insane yeah <laughs> that that is crazy and the the point that you brought up down with the unreal engine yeah me and christian like I, that just didn't occur to me at all that not only is Fortnite being epic, but uh, being being affected, but potentially future games, games that are already on there, like that's that's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but sorry, did I did I cut you off, Christian? Was there anything else you wanted to to add? No, as far as uh, Apple or yeah, yeah, Fortnite being banned. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. this has it's been hard to follow for hard to follow for me because it's been I, I think for me it's been more peripheral and kind of hard, complicated to follow. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like insane every time there's an update for this. Yeah. 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 I'm totally with you with it being complicated to follow. It's only these stories that I'm like, it comes back into my, my space, right. I guess. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is still going on. And, oh, yeah, it is. It's rough. It's rough for uh, the companies involved. But yeah. Do you guys think we'll see some kind of change with Apple? I don't know, having to not or not being able to take as much of a cut from these kinds of payments. Cause they were taking 30% from like any kind of digital transaction, which, which is a lot, especially if you're buying a bunch of V bucks, I guess, but yeah. I don't know if we'll see any change there. Yeah. Cause what Epic was doing is they were, uh, they were making their V bucks 30% cheaper to buy directly from Epic uh, using their payment yeah. thing. So that's kind of, I think that's what got them in trouble, but, yeah, it is interesting, interesting, Christian, because uh, they're gonna Apple's still gonna demand that thirty percent cut, but then if somebody sends someone to another payment portal, they could probably charge less because they don't have to pay mm-hmm. that thirty percent to Apple. So, 
Well, it's going to be interesting to see what ultimately ends up happening. For sure. Uh, speaking of things that we, I would love to see the end result for right now is the Persona 5 25th anniversary announcements. Uh, seem to be slowly rolling out now. Uh, the first of which was announced in a stream earlier this week. Uh, a lot of it is Japan-based, unfortunately, though. For instance, all past Persona animes will be available for streaming in Japan on Amazon Prime, Hulu, and other services. This announcement includes the Persona 4, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 series, the Persona 3 movie, and Persona Trinity Soul. Uh, in parentheses, Arthur author writes this series, the series' first anime and that you've probably never heard of. Uh, will be accessible too. Moreover, a special orchestra concert celebrating the 25th anniversary will take place on November 21st at the Tokyo Opera City Hall. Hopefully it is streamed because I would love to watch that. Yeah. Uh, your favorite songs from the franchise will be classic. Uh, will get classical re-engagements. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Morgana, who is apparently now the face of these announcements, also teased at the very end, almost spoiled the next announcement apparently, uh, which is slated for later this month or later this year in December. We'll have to wait a few more months to find out what else is on the horizon for Persona. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought the concert was really cool. That that sounds awesome. I remember Sonic getting a similar yeah. uh, treatment this year, and that was freaking amazing. So I could only imagine what uh, the Persona series has to bring to the table on that front. Uh, Christian, how do you feel about what we've gotten so far? Do you think that we're in store for some bigger announcements, possibly, maybe? Who knows? Dude, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll save some stuff uh, for later discussion and topic okay. of the show, which I think we might might touch on. But I think it's really cool to see them do this stuff for their fans. Like, Persona fans love Persona. And I think Atlas tre- treats them, for the most part, like, pretty, pretty uh, lovingly. The only thing that kind of bums me out is, like, I would love to, like, be able to at least stream this concert or be able to engage with some of the stuff that they're doing outside of japan like obviously we're not we're not japan residents so that's kind of a shame on that front but i mean otherwise it seems really cool i'm, I'm december seems like a long time away from, from now though you know yeah. what christian speak for yourself maybe i'm in japan right now you don't know for all i know yeah i don't know <laughs> uh yeah I think this is really cool. Uh, I'm not a Persona fan, but like, I wish there was more concerts for like video game music and that kind of stuff. Like, mm. I feel like we don't get that enough. And like, I would pay so much money for a freaking Halo concert. Oh, so good, so good. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, moving on to our next story, uh, Nintendo. Wait. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You didn't tell me what you felt about this news. Oh, oh well, yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat where, yes, I wish I was in Japan right now to just experience the concert, go down to the concert, even watch the anime. Heck, I don't have a VPN. Maybe I should yeah. get one so I can experience some of these animes. Um, but yeah, it, it is a bummer that it's exclusive. That does happen a lot with these uh, Japanese company where they're just like, I don't know if the Westerners are going to really dig this stuff. Do we have to really put the money and effort into getting a venue in America and all that kind of stuff for, for something that we're not too sure about, but we would, we would very much enjoy that. We would buy out the theater. Don't you worry. Uh, but I do understand why they're focusing on uh, a community that they know is definitely going to, uh, come come out and, and see it in droves so i get it but at the same time a little bit disappointing i'm super excited for december to see whatever it might be hopefully it's something that involves the the other fans on the other side of the the world so excited for that definitely yes. uh, persona 6 can't come soon enough so <laughs> maybe that'll be their final announcement uh, a trailer of some sort saying that it's going to come in another five years but 
yeah excited a p a p6 announcement would immediately make me go and finish p5 royal that's all i'm saying yes then atlas get on it then you know what you have to do <laughs> moving on to the next story a new nintendo switch controller announcement come could come this week uh i'm reading from gamespot auto crat i i auto auto his name is auto Okay, I, I promised myself I wouldn't read any more names. <laughs> Nintendo is apparently working on yet another controller for the Switch, but details on the new peripheral are about as sparse as they can get. The new controller was revealed in an FCC filing originally sparked by VGC from Nintendo, which is simply titled Game Controller. Even more exciting is that the announcement is expected this week, according to a separate filing by the FCC that appears to have been removed after VGC spotted it. One of the bits of information that can currently be found in the filing is that the controller will be wireless, connecting to the switch via Bluetooth. Everything else about the controller, including its schematics, user manual, and block diagram, has been made confidential at the request of Nintendo. So... That's uh, interesting news, considering that we have a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. Maybe this is where they unveil it. Maybe not. We still have an entire week to go. Um, but reading on other sites, uh, it was it was said that it is to be revealed in the next six months or so. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's coming this week. Uh, maybe there's been an update where it is coming this week. But what I've also read is that we have the rest of the year and right. potentially next year to get this news. Uh, but Daniel, what do you think of a new Nintendo uh, controller? Do you think it's just another version of a Joy-Con? Maybe it's a something completely different, a new Pro version, a new Pro's Pro controller. What What do you think? Yeah, uh, maybe it'll be a Joy-Con that doesn't have drift. Maybe yeah, that'll. Maybe. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, got him. <laughs> but yeah, in all seriousness, I don't know what other controller. Like, what else are they gonna do unless they do some kind of like custom controller for like a, a driving wheel or something? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, or even like a driving wheel. You just put the the uh, switch, the current switch controller into a driving wheel, like they did with the Wii Wii and Wii U days. So. I don't even know that they would need something like that. So, like, I don't even know what what else this could be other than a revision to the Joy-Cons. Because um, I feel like the Pro Controller already is, you know, it's already good for what it's, you know, for. It, it, it doesn't necessarily need a next evolution, I guess, or at least not right now. Um, but, yeah, fix the drift. Fix the drift. Hashtag fix the drift. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Christian? You will hear more about this from me in topic okay. of the show. Ooh. Sounds, good. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I well, I don't want to say anything because it may be potentially what you're going to say. So I'll I'll, I'll wait until later to to talk just to you about say what... it. Just say it, bro. <laughs> I I, I, I guess I was just going to say what what kind of what Daniel was saying. Where I I don't know what it could be. I think they should focus on the drift issue maybe, and then fix that for the Joy Cons issue, and that would be something that I would enjoy more. Um, but the only thing that comes to mind is potentially a game that hasn't been announced yet that a new controller would work with. Like like you said, like the Mario Kart Wii U controller, but something even more interesting, I guess, that just goes with a game. So that's that's where my head's at with it. You know what? I, I guess I can give off okay. some too, since you guys... Sure. If it isn't what I think it might be and what mm-hmm. Twitter has kind of been leading me to think... Then I think for sure you guys are onto something with a new kind of Joy-Con controller because I guess 
if we already we're having the OLED model of the Switch come out soon, if the Pro model does end up being true, then it would maybe make sense for them to have like some kind of Pro Switch controllers to go along with that. Um, maybe this could be an indication of that. I don't think we would probably see it tomorrow if that's the case. Um, God, now I'm now I'm really thinking it could be a Joy-Con controller, but <laughs> if it's the other thing, it might be really cool, which you'll hear about in Tots. Awesome. And the tots. Right. Tater tots. Speaking of things we will probably never hear about in a very long time, Titanfall 3 has been confirmed not to be in the works at Respawn, uh, which some people probably already knew, but fans are just like, you gotta you gotta make Titanfall 3, please make it. And they're saying, no, we're not making it right now. We've got way too much on, my, on our plate. I'm reading from PSU.com. Uh, Titanfall 3 has been rumored to be in development for, the, for what feels like some time now, but it's becoming clear that any of those rumors, even uh, recent ones, are just not true, as Respawn has once again come out and denied that they're working on Cytopal 3 in any way. The news comes from their website, Dexerto, uh, which respo- reports that Respawn community coordinator Jason Garza uh, when asked about Titanfall 3 in a live stream, said, "Don't get your hopes up, man. I've been, uh, I've said this before. We don't have anything in the works. There's nothing. There's nothing there. We've got too many other games in the works right now. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of Titanfall fans out there who are a little bit sad that they're not getting a Titanfall 3 anytime soon. Christian is one of those. Daniel is one of those. I am one of those. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a bummer for sure." Um, yeah, what do you, what do you guys think? Do you think we will ever get a Titanfall three, Daniel? Uh, I I hope so, but I don't know. And the interesting part that people always forget about twenty nineteen, EA said that Respawn was releasing a new entry in the Titanfall universe in fall twenty nineteen. This was after Apex Legends was announced and are actually already out. And they were like, yeah, new entry in the Titanfall universe is coming this fall. Never came out. Never happened. Where did that game go? Like, what did that become? I'm, I suspect that that... Scrapped it. Yeah. <laughs> I suspect that they took assets from that and brought them into Apex would be my guess, mm-hmm. which is kind of unfortunate. I, I like Apex a lot. I, I had a lot of fun with it when it came out. But, like, I want to see more in the Titanfall universe. It's such a different you know it has similar guns it has similar you know feeling gameplay wise but it's uh, such a different game like with the titans like it's so fun to get in that titan and just pound people's faces with the mechanical robot arms so uh yeah i i definitely want to see titanfall come back but i don't know you know what originally i was going to say there's a not a chance in hell we ever see titanfall 2 or or, sorry a, a new titanfall game ever come out Especially with Apex, you know, printing money for for EA on that front, um, because I don't know, EA just is, doesn't really like bringing back fan favorite franchises. They tried it once with Mirror's Edge, and I was like, look, we tried it, and it didn't work out for us. But uh, then again, we're getting That's another skate skate. Yeah, Dead yeah, Space is coming it. back. We're getting another skate game. So I guess Never Say Never is is the takeaway for here. Mm-hmm. But man, I am so. We, we we like to like tout that EA was the reason why Titanfall two suffered, but from conversations that I've had, I think with Dan, maybe on the podcast here or from or with other people, I'm not, I can't remember. It sort of was a little bit of Respawn's fault for trying to push for the fall date when it first released. Like they they really wanted to stick to that calendar year. I think was it 2018? 
when Titanfall 2 released? I can't remember the exact year. That sounds about right, yeah. Uh, cause it, 2016, it re- 2016. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, they, they, re- they were really adamant about release- releasing in the fall of that calendar year, which is a bummer because, you know, fall that year, fall of any year is usually, you know, the other shooters, which was, I think, at that point, the Call of Duties, and I think Battlefield was that year as well. Yep. So, it sucks, but, I mean, every time it, uh, Titanfall goes on sale, people buy it again. They, there's a little resurgence of people talking about it, so... I, I think never say never is the answer. We hopefully one day we see it come back in some meaningful way. I would love that. All right. So moving on to the next story, I'm going to go through these a little bit quicker. You guys can give me your, your thoughts if you have any, uh, but guardians of the galaxy uh, previews have been uh, released. I'm just going to read a quick little excerpt from the venture beat article that I've got here. Uh, I'm reading from VentureBeat, and the author is Jeff Grubb, of course. Uh, I had fun with Guardians of the Galaxy. It had a lot going on. Its most obvious point of comparison is the campaign from Marvel's Avengers. If you enjoyed the writing and action in that, you'll like it a lot. He also says, Guardians of the Galaxy is doing its best to give the, give you the thrills you'd expect from a game in that universe. And like almost every movie licensed game that I've ever played, it's mostly mimicking its superior source material. And yet, I don't know that I care. I think the game uh, is fun enough that I'm just happy to be hanging out with these characters and doing the stuff that Guardians do. Um, something something like this doesn't need to end up as a Game of the Year contender. It just needs to make Guardians of the Galaxy fans smile, and I came out smiling. So that's uh, some pretty you know good news. Not like you said, not a Game of the Year contender by any stretch of the imagination, but fans will more than likely enjoy it. Um, I just want to know, uh, Christian, are you excited for this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game? And do these previews, if you saw them, spark you know more <laughs> uh, hope for, yeah. The, for it? Yeah, I was excited about it for when, when it was revealed at E3 this year. Uh, and then I listened to some previews today, this morning, while I was like working and stuff. And, and everything they said about it just seems like a, f- a really great and fun time. Um, like commanding uh star lord and the rest of the guardians and having conversations with about with them and like determining little short scenarios and how the mission goes i think sounds really exciting um and like jeff makes a great point about not every game needs to be game of the year material you know i kind of went into spoilers i guess for what we're playing but i I went into kana with that like um, mentality of like let's see what this game ranks in game of the year and like this the sooner i got away from that mentality the more i started actually enjoying the game as it is and not as what it in my head it should have been i don't know mm-hmm. so if i can carry that same mentality with guardians and it's for sure going to be a good time i don't doubt it yeah yeah i agree with christian completely um and like when this was first revealed it was a big shock because i, I don't think anyone anyone necessarily expected a guardians of the galaxy game to come out of nowhere but um i'm, I'm just excited to see more marvel properties uh being made into games i think uh, i love it so much i love the mcu and i uh, I just love seeing this stuff. Uh, and obviously I love ins- what Insomniac's doing with Spider-Man and upcoming Wolverine whenever that comes out. But uh, it's cool to get this this type of game into more people's hands. And um, yeah, I just want to see, you know, what the what the previews, the final previews and like when, what happens when the game's out and see what people's impressions are and go from there. But yeah, cautiously optimistic. Yes, I think I'm. I think I'm in the same boat. Costly, opt- optimistic. I love the story. 
uh, base choices that they have going on. The combat seems kind of hit or miss for me from what I've seen so far, but the overall tone and story seems like to be up my alley and something that I would enjoy. So yeah, cautiously optimistic from what I've seen so far. Uh, but moving on to the next story, Kenna Bridge of Spirits news. Uh, here are some review scores I'm pulling from Nebellion on Twitter. It's getting a lot of good, good, good reviews. GamesView gave it a 10. DualShockers gave it a 10. Game Informer gave it a 9. Digital Trends Screen Rant and uh, Digital Trends and Screen Rant gave it a 4.5. The Gamer gave it a 4 uh, out of 5. And IGN Destructoid and Prestart all gave it an 8. So it's getting some pretty uh, pretty high praise from uh, around the industry. It's also getting some new skins in Fall Guys. If anybody out there is still playing Fall Guys, expect some <laughs> and, uh, sprint, uh, skins. And uh, some The Rots, I think they're called. The Rots uh, as well. You could dress your bean up in one of those guys. So that's pretty cool. Uh, again, if you're still playing Fall Guys, expect those to be in the store soon. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure, Christian, you'll be able to tell us more about your thoughts uh, in games we're playing uh but daniel are are you planning to check out kind of soon yeah uh i'm interested in it uh i think it looks a freaking beautiful game um and i did read some of the complaints online of people saying like this is a like a ps2 game except in a modern you know tone i'm like well, certainly that... looks like one yeah yeah it doesn't <laughs> that's sa- what's good about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it doesn't actually sound too bad actually yeah like you guys i mean I, there's certain elements of that era that I feel like would be cool to have like a comeback. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to maybe check this out. I may not for a little bit because I still have to beat, you know, ratchet and clank, which I still haven't played since like many weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, Mm, not doing well. I think Kana, Kana might be a better game than ratchet. I, I'm not sure yet. I'm just putting that, I'm putting that out there. I don't know yet. I like it. Wow. Hot takes. I'm going to go through this last story really quick because I don't know if you guys are super Spongebob fans or anything, but maybe you stop me if you are. THQ Nordic announces a new Spongebob Squarepants game, The Cosmic Shake. Uh, this is coming off the heels of their amazing press conference uh, stream that they did. Wow, that was so good. Um, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's satire, right? That is, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Extreme sarcasm. <laughs> Yeah, that was terrible. The, the whole the whole uh, like stream actually leaked. Like All the games that they had to announce was just on the internet as soon as they went live it's kind of a bummer for them but good for everybody who was watching so they didn't have to sit through that but anyways supposedly the roster for uh nickelodeon all-stars leaked today as well like the entire roster oh i didn't i didn't actually click on it and catch it (laughs) that alone would have been a better show if they just (laughs) choose the rest of the characters (laughs) i think that Um, game actually looks kind of cool the fighter game uh nickelodeon all-stars but we'll see what happens we Mm -hmm. will see but moving on to a returning segment, things that we're working on. Christian, I know you released a little video. Tell us more. Yeah, uh, funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Uh, <laughs> I just released uh, my first ever venture into video essays. It's like a mega hefty video on Death Stranding and a little literary theory on like the new weird and how those two intersect. It's very lit nerdy and, and honestly... It's a little dry. There's like it's a there's a small niche audience there that, that'll enjoy it. But if that if that at all sounds interesting to you, uh, you can check that out on Twitter uh, at the Penultimate Conquest. It's that Stranding is a weird game, and you'll find that there. Uh, so I'm probably going to continue working on video essays. In fact, I've already got two others that I've been working on. Uh, the other two are a lot shorter. The Death Stranding one's long, <laughs> and the two ones that I'm working on are around like 15 minutes ish. 
and they're a lot more conversational. So those should be exciting. Wait, nice. I, I'm getting word here. I think the official podcast Twitter account just tweeted that out. So if you want to nice. watch that, Ooh. check it out. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So yeah, pen up pen out bit conquest on Twitter or podcast PXN. You'll be able to find Christian's video. Heck yeah. Uh, Daniel, is there anything that you're working on right now? No. Well, I might as well just <laughs> I, tell I you now. This on you guys, I, know. I might as well just tell you now. I'm working on my Xbox Series S. This is just the box. The Series S is set up over here already. You can't see it, but uh, small console. My goodness, yes. I was like everyone says how small the console is, but my God, I put a, a picture on Twitter because I was like, look how small this thing is. It's <laughs> tiny. I was so shocked at like how small it is compared to the Series X. And the funny thing is, I put it in my entertainment center next to my PS5, and the length of it is the same as the width of the PS5, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's crazy. Yeah. So that's what I've been working on, setting that up. That's because, pretty small. Yeah, it's, it's pretty small. Pretty oh, small. Man. That's um, oh. oh man, that's sad. <laughs> sad. <laughs> uh, but the thing that I'm working on, I, as I have mentioned a little bit on other podcasts and this podcast, I'm work, I'm focusing a little bit more on my drawing and my art. I'm working on a eastward drawing that I'm having a lot of fun drawing right now, and I'll talk about in the games we're playing as well. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what we're working on. Expect those projects to be released in the future. Definitely check us out. Uh, but moving on to the games that we're playing, Daniel. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need some Alex Chen and Steph Gingrich fan art from you like okay. yesterday. So <laughs> I, I did get, actually get make a, I did make a Steph one on, and it's on my Twitter. I, I mean, I made an Alex one and I made a Steph one, but not uh, with them together. But I have an Alex and did Steph I miss this? one separate one. They're on my. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to check that out. OK, <laughs> Um, but Daniel, what have yes. you been working on or playing? <laughs> I have been playing the Master Chief collection. Uh, no, actually, with my Series X dying, uh, which I didn't discuss why I got my Series S, it's because the Series X died. I had to send it in for repair, which luckily it's still within the first year. Um, and so I, I have to send that in. So I've been continuing playing Rust with one of my friends, even though I was like, all right, I need to get out of this soon because I have like a backlog of a million games I need to play. I got Master Chief Collection. I got Halo Insider coming this weekend for Halo Infinite, and everyone's invited, so hopefully you guys signed up for it because everyone's invited if you signed up for it. Christian, that face tells me you didn't <laughs> sign up for it. And Ro, you didn't <laughs> sign up for it either. I didn't you know guys, it was a thing. Gosh, I'm sorry. I can wait till December. Uh, all right, or January. All right. Well, no, oh. no, I'm it's not get getting angry. delayed again. Christian, get out of here. <laughs> sorry about your Xbox, though. That's kind of a bummer. But yeah, glad yes. it's still under retail. I'm, and you have the other Xbox coming anyway, so I, I guess it's yes. Yeah. What have you been uh, playing, Christian? Yeah, I, I beat Deathloop. I talked a little bit about that last week. It's still probably the same thoughts in that I don't I'm not as high on it as much as everyone else was. I think there's a I've, as far as game like game, gameplay and level design, I think that stuff is all like phenomenal and like legit like masterfully done. It's awesome. Uh ooh, the uh like aesthetic and the style of that game is like so amazing and like awesome to see when you're actually like in in game. Uh the narrative just never came together. And even worse like 
the way it ends up unfolding and the ending without like I I can't I don't want to spoil that just does not hit it just uh, totally unravels which is kind of a shame for me who enjoys games with like very intricate and like complex or just interesting narratives in general so on that front i was a little disappointed still a fantastic game probably even in my top five of games that i played this year so it's like i'm not too negative on death loop i'm just gonna (laughs) put that out there um and then i started kana the other night and I was like, ah, this does kind of play like a PS2 game. Like, I, it was, I wasn't enjoying it as much. And it was kind of weird getting, like, gameplay and then, like, very much cutscenes that were, you could tell, were, like, rendered beforehand and just kind of pasted in to, mm-hmm. like, have, like, this a narrative to tie together. And then it sort of just clicked. Like, I, I kind of I accepted it for what it was and enjoyed myself and was surprised at how much better it actually got as I progressed through the game. I'm finishing up the first area now uh, and it's like so beautiful. Even like the moments where I got like the first, like I would call it like the actual upgrade you get in the game um, was like such a kind of an emotional moment and it was like really well done. Then like now it's kind of all I'm thinking about and I don't know, like I'm, I'm very much looking forward to playing more tonight. The bosses though are still very much way too hard. Why is it this hard in this game? I don't understand, but otherwise fantastic game. Um, all right, well, the game that I've been playing is Eastward. The only game that I've been playing recently, not even some Destiny 2 guys. I've just been in Gross, just just in this game, in Eastward. So Eastward is a little game that I've been very excited for for a very long time. And it finally released, uh, I think, the week before last week. I don't even remember when it released. Um, but it's awesome. It's so good so far. Um, it's a pixel action RPG uh, by the publisher Chucklefish, by the developer Pixpill. And the the again the pixel art is so beautiful. Uh, the story is really interesting. It started off a little bit slow, but the world from the get go was so interesting that I just wanted to learn more about the characters. And from there, all the characters are so cool. I, I tweeted on Twitter uh, after I deleted all my tweets, but I tweeted on Twitter <laughs> that <laughs> I tweeted that I I I I am spending so much time just talking to every single character. And that just speaks to how much I'm enjoying the world because I don't usually do that in especially games like this, that I just I want to talk to every single character that's there just to learn a little bit more about whether it be the character or the world. So cool. Um, but I'm only on yeah, go ahead, Christian, sir. No, sorry, keep going and I'll ask after. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I'm only on chapter two. It seems to be a very long game. I think there's seven chapters, and each chapter is pretty pretty hefty, which I, I'm really liking. Uh, it gives you enough time to again enjoy the characters enjoy the setting that you're in at that particular character and just learn more about the worlds the gameplay is very zelda like where it's it's top down and and when you're fighting enemies you're just like slashing your sword just pressing a button there's a little bit more thought into it with with you switching your uh weapons on the fly as well so that's cool i guess zelda does that too with all the tools that you have that link has so i really like that and dare i say it i it reminds me of like the original final fantasy 7 with like the 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 random fun interaction that you have with characters like the the cross-dressing scene with cloud it has moments like that that i really really like um but yeah eastward i would suggest you check it out especially if you're a fan of uh earthbound or final fantasy 7 definitely check it out definitely but yes christian what was your question i'm sorry yes. well i guess first of all uh, i want to do point out that on september 21st at 10 19 a.m row uh very lovingly tweeted 
please don't sleep on Eastward game. So yes, shout out to Roe, still still pushing that that agenda yeah. forward. With respect <laughs> to Roe. Uh, second, I know we talked about how like not every game has to be a game of the year contender. Yeah. That said, yeah. <laughs> uh, could you could you see this game for what you played so far uh, potentially end up on like a game of the year shortlist for you? Um, yes, I could. Uh, I I think that also has to do with how many games I finished this year, which are not <laughs> mm-hmm. many. Um, so it, potentially, if I play Death Loop, Ratchet and Clank stuff like that, maybe it'll be different. But I, I have a strong feeling that I wouldn't because I'm really enjoying this game a lot. So I think it would be in my top five top 10 regardless of how many games i finished or didn't finish this year um but yeah definitely enjoying it we'll, we'll have to see once i reach more chapters again i'm only on chapter two but so far i'm really really digging it yeah nice now speaking of tweets roro you deleted all your tweets so yeah. do you want to tell the audience about those loving tweets that you tweeted about me and christian you know you you said we're the yes. best ever or something like that before you yes. deleted all of the tweets for that, I do apologize. That, that is now just gone forever. All the the love and support I I, I definitely tweeted on my Twitter. Bro uh, must be guys. a Sagittarius the way he's breaking my heart. <laughs> Don't worry, they those tweets will return. Don't worry. In a future episode or a future installment on my Twitter, they will return. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, moving in to the topic of the show, we are finally here. Nintendo Direct is going to be tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be 40 minutes long, and Nintendo says they're going to be focusing on winter game releases. So, as we talked about before even the pre-show, or maybe in the pre-show, we're having a little bit of trouble, you know, predicting what might be releasing in the winter of this year. Uh, but I still think it'll be fun to maybe even throw out some wild ones. Maybe you guys have some some smart oh, yeah. ones too, but I just want to have some fun. It's Nintendo for crying out loud. We we never really know what we're going to get with them, so maybe we'll get some crazy stuff. Um, I don't know how much you guys uh, were able to predict. I have a couple. I wouldn't say I have a lot, but I've got a couple. Uh, but I don't know how we want. Do you want to go like in a circle, Daniel, Christian, me, or Christian, Daniel, me, all that kind of stuff? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, okay. I have a couple as well, so I don't care how we do it either. Okay. I, I will say this before we even start. I, I yes. do think, like, for tomorrow's Direct, I I think it might be not any kind of, like, major huge reveals. If anything, it might be, like, more of a, like, here are the indies that were at E3, and now we're announcing them that they're indeed launching on, on Switch. And, like, that's obviously very exciting for yeah. a, a lot of Switch users. I think that stuff is very possible. A lot of uh, maybe ports coming to, uh, to Switch might be kind of their motive for tomorrow. I don't think we're going to get any huge announcements that said i do have some wild predictions yeah. <laughs> we always do yeah. uh with that being said christian why don't you start us off what what do you got i have to start off just mild you know just kind of something kind of weaker here so some more dlc for mario golf uh so we're gonna get a new course and probably something that was like for a game on the switch so I'm, my immediate reaction was like probably a luigi's mansion inspired course or who knows maybe maybe even like a mario odyssey another mario odyssey course or a galaxy course <gasps> possibilities are out there i love it i love it daniel uh i'm yeah. i we're not gonna get i don't think we're gonna get anything crazy however i'm gonna start with my crazy one and just say we're gonna get some crazy brand new ip weirdness that game and i'm going to be very generic with this 
that were like, what the hell is this, Nintendo? And it's going to release this fall. They're just going to be like, yep, here you go. Like, this I don't is know. why Dan wins. Do you hear this prediction? A game will be shown. He just said a game wait, will be shown. Wait, wait, all right. It has to be super weird and... I don't know. Frick. I didn't I couldn't think of anything. So I came the up most with the- relative prediction you could ever make. A weird game is shown. Okay, okay Dan. I, okay. <laughs> I could attribute any game they announced and say, Oh yeah, that's a weird game. It has this in here. Yeah, you're right, Christian. That's a cop out. Uh I need to I don't know. I'll I just don't it. know what I'll we're gonna get. I don't know what we're gonna get. <laughs> All right, um, oh, wait, how's this? How's this? It's not going to be one of their, like, franchises, you know, that we, we see, like, it's not going to be Mario, Bowser, like, Wario. It's not going to be any of the established, fran- it's a brand new IP, just crazy bananas. And if it's not, like, outlandish, like, crazy, don't give me the point. Put it on the record. Right, sure. You have your bananas. <laughs> 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 All right, my first prediction. Um, thinking about which one I should go with. I, I'll go with one that's a little bit more tame, but I think a little interesting. There's a game called Demon Turf that is a 3D platformer. Yes. And I think they they've been in development for a while, and they, it's coming to a bunch of console, a bunch of systems. But I think Switch is like one of those systems that I think it would be paired really well with. Uh, so I think they're gonna do a little announcement there and announce a, a date. It, it was supposed to come out. It is supposed to come out this year. It was supposed to come out mm-hmm. in the summer. Uh, summer last day of summer is today, <laughs> I think. Um, Yesterday. So, yeah. So it didn't come out in the summer, um, which is totally fine. They have to perfect their 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 demon turf game. But I can definitely see them showing up here and saying, "Hey, we're just so you remember us. We're coming to the Switch, and this is when we're coming." Uh, and yeah, I can see demon turf showing up in uh, an indie game. Nintendo loves to show off their indies, so I can see demon turf showing up. That's a random one, but I think one that I feel safe predicting. Yeah, there's a tons of indies uh, that I could see coming to Switch. Not even as predictions, you're just like just chatting with you, I guess. Like Bird Problems, Garden Story. Uh, Garden Story if, is uh, on Switch like... now. Oh, it is. Yeah, it did come out already. Oh shoot! Yeah, <laughs> yes, you should get. It. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Definitely. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of like just just look at your like probable wish list on Steam and there's like oh there's a bunch of indie games that could probably come to the Switch anytime soon. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Uh Christian, what is your next one? Getting uh getting bolder here. Yes. Yeah, I mean this is pretty bold already cuz I whatever. I'll just say it. Uh Hollow Knight Silk Song gets a gets in a trailer. Ho- Hollow Knight Silk Song. Really- yeah, and a release yeah. date for oh. yeah. It's oh. like if it's coming this de- December, <laughs> it's happening. Damn, I wrote that down, but I I wrote it down to like if you didn't predict it, which I'm so silly to think that you wouldn't predict it. You love Hollow Knight, so <laughs> I just wrote it down to like start the conversation. But I I didn't think it would be there because God, I hope it is. I hope it is for you, Christian. I hope it is. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, Daniel, what is your next prediction, man? I had some written down here and I just feel Christian chastising me because they're so they're they're I mean no brainer so I'm not going to do those. However, we haven't gotten the last reveal of the Smash Brothers character, right? Oh, we have not. Okay. Nope. That's yeah. tomorrow for sure. The next character, Thank yes, <laughs> of Smash Brothers revealed as oh. Master Chief. 
Oh. I don't know. That's <laughs> that is crazy. That'd be crazy. It's probably I'll not gonna happen, that. but we'll put it out there. Yeah, maybe not Master Chief, but I'm sure they're gonna announce the the next the next character mm. tomorrow. Um, do you guys think we'll get another fighter pass, or is this really the end? Did he tell the truth? This is the end. Smash DLC. Sakurai wasn't lying to us. Let him rest, damn it. <laughs> Let the man rest. He wants to retire for crying out loud. Yeah. Let him rest. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, they've already got like what over a hundred oh, characters in the game. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, that's true. We've we've had enough characters for a very long time, so he's definitely treating us with just one more, I guess. So very it's cool. Not enough for real. um but my next one i did have uh like the final smash character on here as well um but yeah (laughs) uh my next one is one that i feel like is a tame one but at the same time i've i've lost all hope i don't know if they're ever going to come back to revisit this game at this point but animal crossing new horizons gets an update i hope anything (laughs) love of god (laughs) anything Please. Right, a lot of Animal Crossing people want Brewster to come back from uh, New Leaf. Please. Right? That's all. That's it. Just, a build, just let us build a cafe and let us go there in the nighttime. That's it. That's all we want. Please, Nintendo. That's it. Be able to craft your own uh, coffee. That's asking for more. That's all I want. But the only thing that I want is the cafe to be there. I'd love us to be able to craft our own coffee and stuff like that. But as long as the mm. cafe is there, I'm happy. Um, Besides that, I if it, if it's not a Brewster update, I'm sure there'll be a smaller update, like some new Christmas items or Halloween is right around the corner and tease us with some new Halloween items and stuff. So I'm sure Animal Crossing is going to be there in some format, but I predict a bigger update, hopefully, uh, is going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Christian, what do you got? Well, you I'm glad we... Yes. Yeah, no, I've got three more. Oh, sweet. Nice. Uh, more than that, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad... Dan brought up the conversation about the last fighter in in the in the pack here. Uh, listen, it's not going to be Sora. I'm sorry, Cam Hawkins. It's not going to be Crash Bandicoot. It won't be Shovel Knight, although that does seem pretty likely. Shovel Knight. Mm. Uh, and this comes off the back of my uh, Silk Song prediction. Uh, the Knight from Hollow Knight will be the last fighter in, in, that would be so in cool. Smash. That would be awesome. I would love that. And I haven't even beaten Hollow Knight yet. That's, he's such a cool character. That would yeah. be cool. I love that. Um, I, I have one left, guys. This okay. is all I can muster because I'm like, I don't okay. scratch it. Because I had, <laughs> I had, I wanted, to, I wanted to tell you, I had on my list stuff like uh, Metroid Dread gameplay gameplay? which i feel like that's a shoe in and mario party (laughs) gameplay which that's a shoe in. i feel like so this last one i feel like we're going to get a one wii u game ported over to switch and guys i looked it up there are only nine first party wii u games that are not yet ported to the nintendo switch and i have eight what or nine sorry you want keep going oh okay I'm uh, excited. <laughs> I have an idea of what I think would be cool. So, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD and The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD combined in one package on the Switch. Boom. Please. Not a chance in hell, but please, man, I would love <laughs> that. Yeah. 
Yeah, as we talked about with the Legend of Zelda 35 anniversary earlier this year, I feel like they're just doing Skyward Sword as terrible. Not as terrible as that is, just for just for my personal Zelda taste, it's terrible. But I feel like that's it for them. They're just like, we did our 35th anniversary thing, and that's, we're good. Our hands are tied, even though they're not. They could totally just, please do that. I would love that, too. Especially if it's Wind Waker is in, in there. That's my favorite Zelda game. I love Wind yeah, Waker so much. Yeah, top three, easy. Yeah. Um... In that case, I will do one more as well. And Christian, maybe you could end with one yeah, more. Yeah, I'll do one more, yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll say the ones that I, I don't want to... I was going to say Splatoon 3 gameplay is going to be there. Probably not. Um, Bayonetta 3, I think I can confirm that it's not going to be there. That was another one that I was going to say. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. probably not going to be there. No way. <laughs> when was that way. game announced? Like, what, four so years ago or something? <laughs> maybe more yeah. yeah 2016 i think but yeah yeah it's been a while um but i think my i'm gonna end on uh gba online is a thing like or not gba game boy not game boy advance but uh it's 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 a thing uh it's coming to the online nintendo online service they're going to start introducing that but what i think is actually more likely is a couple of G- game boy hits are going to be on the eShop, and they're going to make us pay for it some like maybe some pokemon crystal or, or something i don't know uh besides that that's that's kind of my extent of my game boy knowledge the pokemon games but yeah i could see them what i would love again is to have some G- G- game boy games integrated into the online system what i think is more likely though is they're going to port some G- game boy games onto the actual eShop. uh but yeah that's that's my yeah. final prediction nice that one seems more plausible than my final prediction which is, is and it harkens back to the news story from uh, from earlier about the new yes. Nintendo controller. Right. Nibel tweeted out that the um, the model number for the new controller is hack dash zero four three. And then in parentheses, he wrote that hacks dash oh four two was the wireless SNES controller. And then that, uh, I think if you read on like oh four one was like an NES controller, uh, mm-hmm. like for the minis, I think. So if this model number is any indication then 043 could be the rumored n64 mini so my final prediction is that the n64 mini is real and that's nintendo's big holiday product heck yeah that would be awesome what even more could what if it is like uh an n64 controller but like we were reporting for the switch and it is bluetooth and n64 games are coming to the online service and then we get like a nice controller that's even better. Play those games. That'd be so awesome. That would but be it, smarter, yeah. but that doesn't make as much money no, as an N64 Mini. Let's be real. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm 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 probably gonna stick with with yours. I think yours is the the more probable one. Nintendo 64 Mini. I'm gonna throw out my two like honorable mentions. I guess that don't count, but like I would love to see this happen. Uh, a new beautiful Joe game. Just please bring back beautiful Joe. Yes. God damn it, it's been so long. Uh, game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Donkey Kong, the new Donkey Kong title is revealed. Well, that's 3D or 2D, I don't know, but like a new Donkey Kong game is revealed. Yeah. Wow. Nice. That'd be cool. That has been rumored for a while too, I think. So maybe mm-hmm. finally we get the announcement. Um, but yeah, those are our predictions. Thank you, Daniel, for writing it down in the, the doc. So we got those I, recorded I, there. <laughs> I failed a little bit. I'll talk to you guys after the show ends because I missed a couple <laughs> things because I was trying to research the sh- stuff and I was like, oh, uh, I missed no that. Problem. And, uh, no problem. Um, but yeah, thank. Oh, yeah, Christian. Yes. Before we end, and if and if you were in the pre-show listeners, 
Um, I, I mentioned uh, T9 predictive text, uh, which Dan and Ro were like, no, like leave that in the past, Christian. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I took the poll to Twitter and I asked, do you remember oh, yeah. T9? And uh, I had three options there. Uh, one was goaded way to text. Uh, the second was I never want to go back. And the third was no, what's that? Google it. <laughs> Uh, 60% of the votes say they never want to go back to T9. So I guess I'm, I truly am the boomer here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank all. you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us both live on YouTube, on Switch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for everyone watching. This has been Podcast PXN, and we are out later. We'll be greater. Play Halo. Much love and keep on gaming. I am Dan.